0: Hold off on that retirement party. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Old friends, as we serve grade A grub coast to coast, border to border and beyond, on the vast and massively powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the running, the running of the mouth all night. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And we're hanging out with you as our, Lead this hour coming from Big Red. It's a nickname for a certain head coach. Now, in the lead up to Super Bowl 58, the media running up expense accounts at stake joints all over Vegas. And the Chiefs and 49ers going through the motions with the media. Andy Reid, a focal point of discussion over the last uh, news cycle here regarding the Super Bowl. If you've been paying attention, you probably know where I'm going. Conceivable, you have not been paying attention, but it has been discussed and whispered in hushed tones that Andy Reid, who's X number of years old, is going to fade away. That's it. Right after the Super Bowl, the Chiefs win, the confetti comes down, and Andy Reid says, Bye-bye! See you later! I'm out of here! Well, is that going to happen? Hmm. Andy Reid was asked about it. He attempted to put the kibosh... On the retirement chatter, he told a story about his mom and dad and uh, talked about when he was a kid and they were working and all that. And he gave the parental advice that Andy Reid's parents gave him. And they said, according to Andy Reid, you'll know when it's time. And he says he's not ready right now. So let's go. That was the announcement. So is that it? Let us discuss. Give me the odds. Give me the odds on Chiefs coach Andy Reid actually retiring. He says he's not going to do it, but we know coaches are paid liars. So what are the odds that Andy Reid retires after Super Bowl 58? So I've got Teacher's Manual, Tenderloin, and Bubblicious. And Bubblicious. We'll combine all of these things together, and uh, we are going to be herding cats is what we're going to be doing. Very easy to do unless it's not herding cats. So A... The odds on Andy Reid retiring from the Chiefs after the Super Bowl are not zero. They are not zero. Now we have our own book here, the Maller Sports Book, which is only available in overnight radio and podcasting. So the Maller Sportsbook odds on this are at plus four thousand. So it's not zero, but it's close to zero. It's like two percent. There's like a two percent chance. That Andy Reid would retire. And I'll tell you why. You got to leave a little bit of a percentage in there for retirement because of the unknown. Andy Reid is a large lumbering man. He's already past the retirement age as we speak. So he's more than eligible to record the Social Security payments. Big Red turns 66 coming up in a little bit. And is there an undisclosed medical condition? That aside, when you look at the wide-angle lens, you certainly need a wide-angle lens when you talk about Andy Reid. When you, when you look around, you're like, well, wait a minute. Andy Reid is a football lifer. This guy, when he was a kid, was in that punt contest at the Coliseum wearing a Rams uniform, and he looked like an adult as a child when he was out in the field in that contest. So that viral video, which goes, goes around every year around this time. So Andy Reid owns the teacher's manual. He's got all the answers right now to the quizzes. Andy Reid is guaranteed, uh, every year of getting to the playoffs, the rest of his time with Patrick Mahomes, he is guaranteed to make the playoffs. Barring an injury, he's guaranteed to make the playoffs. Andy Reid is quietly coming up on the outside to challenge Don Shula's record. And everyone's pointing at Belichick saying, what about Belichick? But when you crunch the numbers, Belichick... Right now is not in the NFL, so it, I, I didn't, I didn't play in the NFL, I didn't coach in the NFL, but I, I think I know this: if you're not actually coaching, you can't break Don Shula's record. But Shula has 328 wins. Andy Reid is fourth all time with 258. So that's a that's a pretty wide spread there, from 328 to 258. It's a large gap, but let's go into the hot tub time machine. Let's let's fast forward now. Six more years. Let's say Andy Reid, his health stays good. He coaches six more seasons. So six more years would carry Andy right up until his 73rd birthday, which is doable, not likely, but doable. That would average... Let's say he averages 12 wins a year. Some years he won 13 or 14. Some years he'll win 10. Some 11's in there, but the Average number of victories for Andy Reid the next six years is 12. So that's realistic with Patrick Mahomes. You figure the baseline is 10, and anything over 10, you're, you're thinking, well, a couple more extra games here and there, so that's that gets you to about 12. So if you coach six more years, and this is a Maller math equation, so if you coach six more years and average 12 wins a year, that is 72 more wins, which would get you to 330 victories and as a result, Zoom past Don Shula for the all-time wins record. It's easier to say on the radio than actually do, but that's the setup. That's the, the plan, the map, if you will, for Andy Reid to end up as the all-time winningest coach. And that assumes that Bill Belichick's not going to come back and push the bar even further out. Now, page two. A story that has not been getting enough attention regarding the Super Bowl. Forget about Andy Reid for a second. It's on the Niners' side of things. So the talk lately has been about what a great comeback the Niners had against the Lions and how wonderful that was. But lost in the sauce is the fact that the San Francisco defense has been coming apart at the seams. And it's not because of something the other team is doing. It's because of uh, a taboo that should never happen, certainly not now, on multiple occasions. The 49ers defense took the field and had players who were lollygagging, were not giving maximum effort. Now, the defensive coordinator who's currently suing the NFL for being racist, Steve Wilkes, called it, quote, unacceptable and, quote, embarrassing. Then you had defensive end Chase Young, who had been accused of being lazy with the Washington football team. He was traded, you might remember, midseason. So Chase Young says that the 49ers defense has to quote got got to do better he said that was the quote got to do better in Super Bowl 58 do you buy the sales pitch where the defensive coach calls it unacceptable and embarrassing chase young says you got to do better so i'm not i'm not buying the sales pitch i'm not, i'm not using my credit card or the cash app or any of these apps i'm not uh, i'm sorry the proof is in the delicious pudding, and the pudding is not that delicious. Chase Young played against the Lions. There's some clips that have been saved for posterity's sake of Chase Young, who was drafted near the top of the NFL draft because he's got a body like Adonis, but he plays like a koala bear a lot, and that's a problem. And so Chase Young against the Lions, he he looked, the, the comp for the way Chase Young played on a couple of those plays against the Detroit football team, if you've ever seen video of the, the zombie zone, the Devil's Playground in the Tenderloin District in San Francisco where uh, people are just walking around like they're, they're humanoids mixed with uh, some kind of lethal cocktail of drugs that they've taken, they're walking around like zombies. Chase Young was doing that, and he thought, he assumed the play, one the one in particular, which was really bad, he it was a running play for the Lions, and Chase Young assumed the position that he was out of the play, and then the running back for the Lions, I believe it was Jameer Gibbs, he, he pivoted back towards Chase Young, but Chase Young was walking. La 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 la, la, like that. Didn't work out so well. I did not make the play on that one. Had no sacks in that game. No quarterback hits. Plausibly, he's being paid to do that. You had multiple players suffering from a chronic case of IDGAF. I don't give a, well, you can fill in the other word, uh, against not only the Lions, but the Packers. So the obvious question is why would it be any different in the Super Bowl if you're not going to play hard in a division round game and you're going to take plays off in a championship game, a conference championship game, then why would it be any different? This is just who the Niners are defensively. They're lazy. It's a lazy football team on defense, and uh, I don't see any reason to think it's going to be any different here. They they were called out after the Green Bay game, and they did the same thing in the Detroit game, so why would it be different now? We are in a show-me state of mind when it comes to the 49ers defense, which will be the undoing of the the Niners in the Super Bowl. Now, the last word here. So people within the NFL, I want to move away from the Super Bowl because I love the dog pile that is going on regarding the J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. Now, people in the NFL do not expect the Jets to get much of anything in a trade for quarterback Zach Wilson, who also was drafted near the top of the NFL draft uh, and is going to be Traded, the Jets told Zach Wilson they are going to trade him. So I'm reading this story, and they had a bunch of anonymous assistant coaches, and the money quote from this, if you didn't see it, it's pretty funny, said that Zach Wilson has no trade value. That one coach said, well, I would be willing to give up a two-week stay at a Best Western. Uh, obviously not a fan there. So what can the Jets realistically expect? in return for quarterback Zach Wilson. So with taxes and fees, I think a best Western stay is much too valuable. Zach Wilson's not even worth that. So we eliminate the best Western. You can go with any of your value hotel chains, and it's still, with the tax and fees, it's not worth it. So the Mallard trade machine for Zach Wilson, he is worth a half-chewed wad of bubblelicious that you spit out and is covered in dirt. That is what Zach Wilson is worth on the trade deadline. So, uh, or or the off-season trade, not even the trade deadline, it's the off-season, the silly season. Uh, Now, that would be about an even trade. And the argument with Zach Wilson is he's got, he can make all the throws, right? He can make all the throws, except when the game happens. In practice, not a game, not a game. In practice, watch out. Of course, he has a toolbox, but he doesn't know how to use all the tools when it matters. That's a slight prop
2: be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m. eastern 11 p.m. pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app
4: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, group void work prohibited by law, see terms and conditions, 18 plus.
3: I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And... What's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: It is the stream dream. Well, not my dream, but somebody else's dream. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Kindred spirits is we are. Your innovation audio eatery, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and intergalactically powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from the goose. The wild goose chase as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be our lead this hour coming from Media Musings, the Media Musings department. So I, I saw this story, it got my attention. I thought, wow, this is big. This is big. You might not realize how big it is, but it's big. So the battleground has been drawn, the battlefield is streaming. And the, the battleground has certainly changed in terms of how people watch sports, Fox, ESPN, and Turner, which is owned by Warner Brothers, uh, they've all gotten together, they had a powwow and they made a big announcement in the trade papers on Tuesday and the announcement was if you didn't see it, perhaps not, that they will be putting together their resources for a yet to be named standalone streaming service that is going to launch later this year. Now each company, that's the the big three there, Fox, ESPN, and uh, Warner slash Turner Sports, between them, check this out, they own the rights to all, all the major sports leagues and all of the top college athletic events. They, They have their hand deep in all of them. And so each of these companies is going to own a third of the new service and we don't know the name of it yet. hasn't been announced yet. But they will own a third of it. And their content will be licensed to it on a non-exclusive basis. So my first uh, thought is, does this mean the end of blackouts in baseball? Because if it's non-exclusive, then no blackout. All right. So let us discuss the question, the new to-be-named-later streaming service, which will be combined with Fox, ESPN, and Turner. It is blank. So I've got Star Trek, Manuscript, and Crucified. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make cannon fodder, is what we're going to make, which is what this streaming service will qualify as, a little uh, little cannon fodder. So... Number one. Number one. Number one. It is Godzilla-like is the term I would use. Godzilla-like in terms of sports. And when you ride the time machine and you you look back, not forward, but you go back in time in the DeLorean and back to the future, this is a throwback to the days of yore. Everything old is new again. Does this not sound like a bundle that you used to get on cable television? Does that it's like, well, if you if you pay, you know, nine nine ninety-five a month, well, I, I'm assuming this is gonna be a lot more than nine ninety-five a month, but you pay X number of dollars and you will get every NFL, every uh baseball game, every basketball game right there. Ta-da! Right. The all inclusive sports viewership package. And so this is a carefully arranged plan to try to take down the Sasquatch of streaming. And I mentioned this in a previous episode of the show a couple, uh, a couple weeks back. I had probably been a couple months now. Time flies. But uh, I, I, I know some more people who do television now because I got that little TV show on the weekends, Benny versus the Penny. And the people in the television world were saying that so many of these secondary streaming services that were late to the party that didn't get in early are not able to compete with the Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Netflix. And that while Netflix took a hit initially, that was short-lived and people went back to Netflix who left Netflix. In fact, programmers were giving content that they had taken away back because they wanted people to view their content. And Netflix doing so well, they recently signed a 10-year, $5 billion deal to be the home of the WWE. And as for Fox, ESPN, and Turner, it becomes like the boob tube battle similar to an episode of Star Trek. Streaming professional sports, the final frontier. It has been a mostly futile attempt so far to get people to cross over and to get a chokehold on the streaming domination. hasn't happened. And these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, exploring strange new worlds, seeking out new viewers, boldly going where no man has been able to go before successfully, Uh, which is to get people who don't normally pay for streaming sports to pay for streaming sports because the ugly little secret that the professional sports leagues do not want you to know is that not everyone who paid for cable television wanted to watch sports, and a lot of people paid for the Lamborghinis and the Maseratis of your favorite professional athletes without actually watching the games or caring about the games. And those people wised up, and they're like, okay, I don't need to pay for this at all. I'm done. And so the the way the industrial complex of sports lives, the sugar daddy is cable television. They're trying to get... You to pay for the the streaming services, but they they pass off the lavish contracts and the first class airfare and the lavish meals and lifestyle down to the consumer, the viewer who pays for it. If you don't pay, then those five hundred million dollar contracts vanish into thin air. Presto! See you later. All right, turning the page from that. Uh, by the way, I'm not, uh, not planning on uh, spending big money on streaming uh, at all. Uh, I'm not. I'm good on that. Uh, we we As of now, we have too many streaming at the Mallor Mansion, too many streaming services. Now, page two. Let's go to Dallas where the Cowboys are never talked about this time of the year because, hey, this show was not on the air in 1995, the last time the Cowboys played in a Super Bowl. But Micah Parsons... The invisible man, Micah Parsons. I'm old enough to remember when he was compared to Lawrence Taylor. That was two games into the season, and he's the closest comp to Lawrence Taylor that we have, and how'd that work out? Not good. So he took to social media recently, Micah Parsons, to offer some words of encouragement to the long-suffering Dallas Cowboy apologist. He also promised that he will continue improving. He said, I will be better. Don't give up. Okay. So, Cowboys defensive headliner Micah Parsons saying that he will be better. How much, how much stock do you put into this one? So, I have, I've read the manuscript here. I've read this manuscript before. In fact, I've read the same script every year since 1996. And I know how the story ends. Parsons talks the talk but fails to walk the walk. And if you watch the playoffs, you know that Micah Parsons was a spectator against the Green Bay Packers who were shoving cheese curds down his throat till he gagged. It's all part of the Cowboy calendar. That cyclical event, You you have to start the reset of the Cowboy fan You have to build up the excitement, the anticipation, and all that stuff. You build up the hype. Micah Parsons is going to be a beast next year. And the Cowboys then have to sign somebody in the first wave of free agency. Then they got their first round pick. And uh, you do it all, and you you spin it all around, then you get kicked in the nuts again. You hit the snooze alarm. Uh, Dallas, again, has not made the NFC Championship game since they last got to the Super Bowl in 1995 when Bill Clinton was the president. People were using America Online chat rooms to communicate before social media, and that's the way it was. Now, final point. We head briefly to the courtroom because a Pennsylvania man who you've never heard of, who you've never heard of, is facing up to four years in the federal penitentiary it involves something he did at an NFL game. What did he do? Did he beat up somebody at an NFL game? Did he get into a fight? No. No, he he wasn't even in the stadium, from what we understand. He wasn't even in the stadium. But this guy's facing up to four years in federal prison for illegally, illegally flying a drone over the AFC championship game in Baltimore. You remember when the game was delayed for a couple minutes? and It was because of this. So this guy's 44 years old from Chadsford, Pennsylvania. We're not sure where that is, but we'll look it up. So 44-year-old guy from Pennsylvania, he has been charged with three felony counts related to the operation of an unregistered drone serving as an airman without a certificate and violating, this is my favorite one, violating national defense airspace. So what do these charges for flying a drone over an NFL stadium signal to you? It's kind of obvious on this side of the microphone that this is a precedent-setting situation. The feds are looking to make an example out of this jabroni. You never want to be the person they make an example out of, and so he is being crucified and vilified. It is hellfire and damnation. How dare you? Now, we have many, many pockets right now in America that are absolutely lawless, right? You've got people smashing and grabbing whatever they want, not being prosecuted. You've got people striking uh, cops and not getting in trouble for it. Just have a nice day. But then when it comes to flying a drone over an NFL stadium, no bueno. That is where we draw the line. That is where we put our foot down. Uh, This cat is absolutely cooked. And there's a famous line that has been passed down to me from an old college football commentator named Bino Cook who pointed out when you are charged by the feds, when you get a federal charge, the way this works, the feds never have a road game, and they are favored in every single game they play. They're the favorite. They never have to go on the road. It's set up that way. But national defense airspace, over NFL stadiums. that just more evidence of how important our football is. This is a national crime. This is a federal crime.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week, we will have on leaders from sports,
3: entertainment, like Sean McVay, Lindsay Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade,
0: Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milette or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get
4: podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
2: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
4: Cool. When speaking with the media on Monday, Lions GM Brad Holmes stressed that this is only the beginning for the Lions and it's only going to get better. Ben, do you think the Lions' window is just beginning to open?
0: Well, it's obviously at the beginning. It's more to the beginning than the end of it. But do I think the Lions are set up for tons of success? Over the next couple of years? No. I mean, the the big test is how they come back next year. Now that they go from the hunter to the hunted in many respects and that people didn't take the Lions seriously. They didn't win the NFC, but they were in the NFC title game. And we'll see how they handle prosperity there in Detroit. I did see the Lions mocking the media for goofing on their draft picks, although I don't remember any Lions executives pointing out when the media was right for the last 30 years about how bad the
4: Lions draft picks were from top to bottom. Next! During a recent TV appearance, Austin Rivers said that Bronny James should never play with LeBron and talked about how the uh, the negativity he received being the son of Doc Rivers, people saying that he's only in the league because of his dad, this and that. Ben, does Austin have a good point? No, th- this shows
0: you, it shows you how ignorant Austin Rivers is. The reason people goofed on Austin Rivers is because he sucked. That's why. He was a disaster most of the time. So, yeah, people said the only reason he was in the NBA was because of his dad. If... LeBron James' kid is good, he's got nothing to worry about, right? Bronny James will be fine. If he sucks, people are going to call him out.
4: That's the way it works. Next! The Cavaliers are now second in the East and have been on a tear, going 14-1 in their last 15 games. This has also sparked conversation about Donovan Mitchell as a potential MVP candidate. Ben, what are Spiders' MVP uh, chances? Uh, not good. He plays in
0: Cleveland. And uh, on my big board right now, I've got Kawhi Leonard in the number one chair. Jason Tatum's up there. There's a lot of guys you got to drop down because they're not going to play enough games, and that's going to thin the herd. But Kawhi's the MVP right now. How did we do, Coop? Oh, I got to fail you for that that's last a, one. No, that's a win. Divide you and conquer nothing, the Clipper way. You
4: lose. Against the, the Ben day,
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention,
4: everyone. And
2: the password, password is... Password. You idiot. Password. The word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller.
4: And
0: we do play Password every week at this time, and this edition made possible by Express Pros. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, and interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com or find a location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. Quick game of Password. We welcome in our contestants, and we say uh, good morning to Milkman Mike. Hello, Milkman Mike.
2: Hey, good morning, the icon, the living legend on the air. All uh, right, who do you want to partner up
0: with, Mike? Uh, give me uh, the Roman Reigns of Fox Sports Radio, Eddie Garcia. Okay, and we have Justin in Cincinnati. Hello, Justin. Who do you want to partner up with, Justin?
2: Okay, me and you, man.
0: Okay, we're in it to win it. Very good. Pick a number, Milkman Mike, 1 to 10. It's password, the word game of the stars.
2: Uh, number four. Number four. All right, um, let's go with resolution. Solution. Boom.
0: Well, that was easy. It was child's play. All right, pick a number. Uh, no shenanigans, by the way, Justin. I know your shtick. No, no, no bull crap here, okay? Pick a number, one to ten, wow. but not number four. Three. Number three. All right, hold on a second. Let me find the... Uh... The board, which apparently disappeared here. Number three. Uh, Let's go with... uh, What can we do here? How about uh, dangerous?
2: Risky.
0: Yeah, that's right. Risky. That is correct. Good job by you. That was hard. That That was difficult. All right. Go ahead, Milkman. Mike, we're tied at 10. Go ahead, Milkman.
2: Number eight.
0: Number eight word is number eight. Number eight. Oh, that's easy, too. God, so easy. Um, Don't, oh, screw up, Don't screw this up, Eddie. Don't screw this up. You're going to screw it up. I know you're going to screw it up. I'll say uh, Say I'll it! I'll say dirt. Dirt. Ground. No. No! How about All right, for the win? This is for the win. How about uh-huh. It's not for the win. It's for the lead. Well, we're going to win. This will put us in the lead. We're going to win. Uh, how about. Uh, let's see. Ah! No, uh, Sod. How about sod? Sod. Justin, sod. You said grass. See right. that,
4: that's actually a good answer because that's what sod is. That's a terrible clue. Here we go. Here we no, go. That's it's a
0: great clue, dummy. No, here we go. This we got it now. Here we go. No, you don't have it. It's over. Right? You don't have time. We said earth. We said dirt. How about till? Till. Soil. Yeah. Oh please. That's the that's the winner. No, no, we have time. No, we have okay, time. We're out of time. No, we're not out of time. You're you wasting time. time. You got a golden ticket. You don't get a golden ticket. You don't get a golden ticket. No. Because we're going to continue the game next hour. We're going to we're going to continue uh, the show next. The show's hour. over. No, you, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm not leaving, Eddie. I'm a winner. We're staying an extra hour.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly
2: beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?